Welcome to the Mr. Homemaker Family Strategic Planning Workshop. My name is Marcus, but you can call me Mr. Homemaker. My name is Kristen. I'm a full-time mom, full-time employee, and full-time wife to Mr. Homemaker. Ah, welcome. I'm so glad you could join us. Please come in. Your presence honors us. Here at the Mr. Homemaker podcast, we share our stories and challenges, collect the best expert advice, and offer one another support as we learn to manage our households. Your perspective and contributions will be very valuable. And just in time, today's discussion is about to begin. It is my pleasure to present Mr. Homemaker. For those of you new to the Mr. Homemaker podcast or YouTube channel, we offer this content in the hopes of helping other couples cultivate healthy and fulfilling marriages and family lives. The central premise of our approach is that the tools and skills we developed as two management professionals should help us and you manage our households to create the domestic lives we desire for ourselves and our children. The foundation of any successful business is a strategic plan, a visionary document that outlines the vision, mission, and goals of an organization. Maybe you're engaged or newly married and have not yet thought about where you want to be in one, three, or five years. Or maybe you do have goals, but you've never really sat down to discuss them with your spouse. Or maybe you don't have any goals at all and want to take that first step. If any of these descriptions sound familiar, then this is the workshop for you. Today, we are going to guide you through developing a strategy for your marriage and family. One of the reasons developing a strategy and a vision is so important is that if you skip this step, if you just blunder through your marriage and family life without a shared vision, you have no confidence that you and your spouse are on the same page about what it is you're trying to achieve, or more importantly, your why. Why do you get out of bed in the morning? Why do you do the things that you do in your marriage and family life, as well as your career? You need to have a unified vision that motivates and inspires you to work toward your goals. So establishing your why is essential. Once you know the why of your marriage and family life, then you can identify the hows. The how are we going to approach making our why, our vision, a reality? Then you have the material you need to identify your what. What is it that we need to do? But that what will be aligned with the how you're going to do it and the why that you are doing it. Too often people focus on the what needs to happen without ever taking the time to confirm that they're on the same page about the whys or the hows. And this leads to conflict and inefficiency and frustration. So take the time to develop a vision and a strategy so that you and your spouse are on the same page about your whys and your hows. 
So grab your partner, your favorite cocktail, and download the link in the notes below that will provide you with the worksheets and templates that you need to get started. We've broken this guide for family strategic planning into bite-sized chunks. This module focuses on developing a vision, identifying the lines of effort, and setting a long-term goal for each that clarifies how each dimension of your life will contribute to making your vision a reality. In an upcoming module, we will continue the discussion to identify specific objectives that you will achieve in the upcoming year and further specify the milestones you will work toward achieving each month. If you're listening to this module as a podcast, please follow the link in the description to visit our YouTube channel, where all the following modules, as well as this one, will be posted together in a playlist to help you and your spouse stay coordinated as you pursue your shared goals and vision. Okay, so before we jump right in, I want to give you a few pitfalls up front that you want to be careful to avoid. I think if you have these in your mind, it will help you as you try to define your own vision and goals. So the first is don't get hung up on a linear process, right? We're going to talk through vision, goals, lines of effort, milestones, but you may find that you need to back into your vision. Maybe you setting that like major inspiring, you know, lofty vision is, is hard. And so you may choose, if you already have some goals in mind, you may choose to kind of hit those goals first and brainstorm them with your spouse and then say, okay, based on these goals, like what do they all have in common? And then develop your vision from there. The second thing I'd say is be careful of a grocery list of unprioritized goals. And we'll get into this when we get into our next uh, session about, you know, milestones, but you can't, everything can't happen at the same time. You can't have the same deadline for everything and you can't just throw everything, everything out there, right? You need to prioritize what are the things that are going to be most important to you. And so that'll come in handy a little bit down the road. The next point I want to make is that words matter. So when setting your vision, but even more importantly, when setting your goals, you want to make sure that the wording that you use, that both you and your spouse derive the same meaning from that. So I'll give you one quick example. When Marcus and I were doing our um, goals, one of the things I said was that I would like to, in five years, be in a house where we can um, we can have enough space to host and to have uh, family gatherings and that we have a space that fits us. And so to Marcus, he interpreted that as conversations we've had about we need an extra bedroom. And so his interpretation was, well, if we, if we just add on one bedroom to our house, that will meet our goal. But mine was a little bit different in terms of the social gathering space that I want. So just make sure, because if you're working, if you have different interpretations of where you're trying to go, you're not going to get there because you're both going to be the, the financial, you know, commitment that you would need to make there, um, or the planning efforts you need to put in on the front end, um, the time frames you need for say, buying a new house versus adding on to your current house are different. So just make sure that you understand um, and that you both are on the same page in terms of the specifics around your goal. Seek first to understand. 
basically what this means is before you're trying to get your partner to understand where you're coming from, first seek to understand where they're coming from. Think win-win, my favorite. Oftentimes when you enter a negotiation, the default end result is to win. And that is particularly difficult when you're working with your spouse because at the result of that, the logical conclusion is somebody loses. And so one of the things we read in our book, and I am a little bit skeptical because I think it can be pie in the sky, but attempt to approach from a win-win perspective so that you are both getting to a place where you are comfortable and excited because at the end of the day, you both have to buy into this vision and the goals associated. And then the last thing I'll say is just assume positive intent. And we talk about this a lot on our podcast, but when you and your partner are coming up with this vision and goals, like it can be hard and there will be times when your goals may not align. Make sure that you are recognizing that both of you are in this to have a a shared vision for your family, uh, to build something that works for both of you. And at the end of the day, it's for the well-being of your family as a whole. So if you can make sure that you're thinking about the fact that both of you are really approaching this from a positive perspective, um, I think that'll be helpful as you work through some some things that you may not uh, agree upon at first, but helping you get to that end result of a, of a shared strategic plan. If this isn't the first time that the two of you are sitting down, to align on a shared vision, resolutions for the year ahead, or set goals, this is a good time to pause and have a discussion about what went well in the past, what lessons you've learned, perhaps what mistakes you made, or pitfalls you fell into. Try to make sure that you think both about what went well and what was positive about that experience, as well as things you'd like to improve upon or avoid so that you can proceed in developing a new, refreshed vision and setting new goals with the benefit of those lessons. So a vision is a pretty lofty and sometimes intimidating thing. So as you're thinking about how do we capture what it is that is our vision for our family, one thing that Stephen Covey talks about in his book in Setting a Vision is to think about it from the perspective of, you know, often we'll say, you know, what do you want people to say about you at your, you know, in your eulogy? Um, I like to think of it more from a, what do I want my children to say when they talk about their childhood? What are the things and the feelings that I want to invoke in them? Uh, as they think about what it was like to grow up in our household. And for me, that helps to set a lot of our family vision going forward. When setting your vision, there are a few extra guidelines that I think were really helpful for us. Um, they come from Your Best Year Ever from by Michael Hyatt. Um, and he says there are five criteria for a good vision. The first is that it's personal. Think through, you know, what is, what is it that I want for my family five years down the road? The second thing is that it should be positive. So it shouldn't be, I want to avoid X, but it should be something that is inspiring and motivates you um, in a positive way. The third is you wanna write your vision in the present tense. So we are a family that fill in the blank. This actually, one of the things that this reminded me of is I was in a leadership class and a woman was talking about how she actually quit smoking through positive affirmation, which I still think, I can't believe this is real, but it, it worked for her where basically she said every morning she would wake up and say, I am a healthy and fit woman and mother. And 
all day long, she would measure her choices by affirming that, that affirmation by saying, am I going to pick the salad or am I going to pick the, you know, bacon cheeseburger? Well, I am a healthy and fit woman. I'm going to pick the salad. And that's not to say you never falter, but it's important to think about what you're doing as you are about to embody that. Um, it helps you as opposed to saying it's something I will do in the future, um, to take ownership of it now. The fourth piece is that it should be written in, um, or you should be able to visualize your vision statement. So what, what do you, what does your family life, what does your marriage look like when you've achieved where you want to go? And so you want that to really be tangible to you and something that you are excited for. So like, I think about this from a, you know, a, I am a forever dieter. And one of the things that I, you know, that people sometimes will do is they will have a picture of, you know, that vacation they want to go on where they're looking slim, or they've got their, you know, the bathing suit they want to wear, or they have pictures of people that are fit. It helps you to visualize where it is you want to go and to reinforce what you want to do. And the last thing is that it should be emotional. And I think this is relatively easier when you talk about a family and a marriage goal, because those things really are tied to your heart. So you don't want these kind of like technical goals that you can't really feel, but you want your vision to encompass like what, what, what feeling does it evoke um, for us to get where we want to go? So if you use those five uh, guidelines as you develop your vision, I think it'll help you get to a place where you're developing something that is super inspiring to you that will kind of stand the, text, the test of time over the next few years. The next step of developing your strategy is to identify your household lines of effort. Make sure you've thought about all aspects of your individual lives and your shared life as a couple that place demands on your time and attention. Consider your marriage itself, the home life that you want to create for your children, your responsibilities and roles in your extended family and local community, as well as your career and your household operations. Now, some of these may not be in your plan. For instance, maybe you've already mastered household management and already have a process and plan for how to maintain your home. In that case, you won't include this line of effort. Once you've completed your first brainstorm, I encourage you to go back a second time. Make sure you've thought about all of the aspects of your individual and shared life as a couple that place demands on your time and attention. So for instance, when my husband and I did our strategic plan, we realized that we didn't include a career line of effort, likely because we made some pretty big decisions last year. And right now we're on a bit of autopilot as we execute that line of effort. But as we went back, we recognized that there are some decisions that we're going to need to make over the next five years. And therefore we reintroduced that as we went forward. Within each line of effort, you need to set a long-term goal that makes it clear what must be true in each aspect of your life to make your overall vision a reality? Each goal should contain answers to the five W's. Who, what, when, where, and why. As well as how it will be achieved and how it will contribute to your vision. According to your best year ever, there are seven criteria for an effective goal. The first letter of each of these spells out the word smarter. An effective goal is specific. It is measurable. It is actionable, risky, 
time-keyed, exciting, and relevant. To develop these shared goals with your spouse, we recommend the following approach. First, brainstorm together, in general terms. What are the big bucket items that you aspire to in the next few years? I tell you to do this together because I think that is a better way for setting up a win-win. If you both go separately to identify these big bucket items, you may come back and have to compete for the space within your plan. As I think we mentioned earlier, you really wanna only have seven to 10 goals that you wanna focus on. So if you each go away and have 14, then by nature, you're kind of competing against one another to get those in. So try to do those things together and talk through them as a team. Then, whichever of you feels more strongly or has a clearer vision about a particular goal, you should let the other person capture your thoughts on sticky notes, on your computer, or using the worksheet you can download in the description below. By letting one person do the talking and the other one do the writing, you ensure that you're communicating effectively throughout and can ask each other clarifying questions as you move forward as a team. By letting one person do the talking and the other do the writing, you ensure that you're communicating effectively throughout and can ask each other clarifying questions to make sure you're both bought into each of your goals. You should iterate until you can each embrace and buy into the goal, confident that you understand each other and are prepared to work in concert to achieve it. As we round out this module, the two of you should now have a shared vision for where you want your marriage and family to be in three to five years. You should agree on what the essential lines of effort, or as Kristen calls them, buckets of work, you are going to prioritize to make that vision a reality. And within each line of effort, you have completed a goal, articulated the five W's of who, what, when, where, and why, as well as how, that line of effort will contribute to making your vision a reality. If you feel that there's still more work for the two of you to do on refining your vision or articulating your goals, make sure that you take a look at the resources available in the show notes and at our website, mr-homemaker.com. There you will find tools, templates, and recommended resources including the books we've referenced in this module that may provide you with the additional guidance or clarification that you need to ensure that the two of you are thinking and communicating clearly about your family strategy. To proceed into the next phase of translating your vision and goals into specific objectives for the upcoming year, as well as milestones that you'll work toward achieving in a given season or month, Please follow the link below to visit our YouTube channel where you can access the subsequent modules that walk you through translating your strategy into an action plan. We hope this has been a benefit to you as you strengthen your marriage and align on a shared vision and strategy for yourselves and your family. We hope that you'll visit us on our YouTube channel to access the follow-on modules and that you'll reach out with your comments, questions, and suggestions. Until next time, happy homemaking. Thank you.
you so much for attending today's discussion with Mr. Homemaker. Please take this opportunity to subscribe, like, and share this episode with your spouse, relatives, and friends. We further invite you to access complimentary information and resources at our website, mr-homemaker.com. There you will also find links to join the discussion via email or social media. And please, support the Mr. Homemaker podcast and receive merchandise and membership benefits on patreon.com. Until next time, farewell. strategic planning workshop. My name is Kristen. I'm a full-time mom, full-time employee, and full-time wife to Mr. Homemaker. No? Haha. <laughs>